This is Eric Dye. I'm Jeremy Smith. And I'm Phil Schneider. And you're listening to Church Mag Podcast number 92. Well, maybe one day someone who likes to talk will come around and lead us. Oh, it's I just sheep waiting for a shepherd, Eric. Introverts, do not pull trumpets out. If you really look at scriptures, you would say that the person that is supposed to raise up an entire nation was an introvert. This week's podcast is brought to you by Church Mag Press. Church Mag Press has all kinds of awesome resources for church tech, creatives, and leaders. You'll find ebooks, stock photos. We even have a training course for new sound techs. Check it out, churchmag.press. That's churchmag.press. On this episode, we talk about personality, introverts, extroverts, and what some of this means for your church tech team. If you'd like to plug into the conversation, use the Church Mag podcast hashtag CMAGCast. Now, let the fun begin. All right, guys. Um, I'll be right back. All right, cool. He'll be right back. He'll be right back. He's going to be right back, Phil. I'm taking a, I'm taking a Meyer Briggs test because y'all. Rest, I don't know if it's a very good one or not, but I'm 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 pulling to it here. That's that's really the key. The, what I think is sad is sometimes people think they figure out what their Myers Briggs is and it's not accurate. So then they're kind of going around with without the right kind of knowledge of themselves, which defeats the whole purpose. Yeah. Um, I know who I used to be, and I'm pretty sure I've not, I've not changed a huge. I know I've changed in a few key areas. I'm aware of those areas, so hopefully I can compare and say, yeah, that's probably right. Anne's been studying. Um, they're called. Oh crap! Now I can't think what they're called. It's basically each personality has this this special thing about it that if if that matches then you really know that you found the right personality because opposite personalities often share that same characteristic and it so if you know how you process things it can help kind of sure up and figure that out i'm totally talking out of my, i'm totally talking out of my league here <laughs> well, do, you want me to, do you want me to rock your world eric please if you for people that get married after the age of 40 regardless if they've been married or not nine times out of ten they're happier in their marriage when they're doing their letters are the same that makes sense i told my wife whenever she dies i'm just gonna marry someone like me and she said okay that's fine just make sure they take care of the kids <laughs> exactly so Okay, so I was I was an INTJ, the strategist, or Elrond, if you prefer, and now I'm an INTP. I'm Gandalf. What the crap? Upgrade, baby. Upgrade. <laughs> Freaking upgrade. J or a P? I'm a P now. I was a J. I was a judger. Now I'm a perspective person. I, I, I think, perceive, I, I almost think that you are more of a P. I think maybe you may have gone with J sometimes a little bit because of how you grew up. Assembly of God's very J. Well, it's not just, well, yes, it certainly is. But uh, it's not just that, too. It's like I, I'm the oldest, you know, so I'm the, like, in the, um, in the, uh, what the heck's that called? Um, what was that other personality thing that Jimmy did not like because it's not science-based? Um, <laughs> you hated it. You're like, oh, you're, you were all judging this other personality thing I was working through. It's just not um, scientific-based. What's it called? I can't remember what it's called. It begins with an E. Yeah, the yeah, Ingram or something like that. (laughs) Enneagram, Enneagram. So that one uh, called me the the moralist or the reformer, which I think is a good a good description of me because that's where like I'm both like the like, I'm like the Martin Luther figure where I'm running around telling them they're wrong, calling them all fartes, you know, and and just you know cascading the Pope for his bad theology. But then at the same time, I feel 
I feel con- consistently like I underperform. I f- I'm always second guessing myself. So, like the the, mo- the the reformer on the outside is just screaming at the world, checking his fists, telling him to do things right, and on the inside he's just a crumpled heap of humanity, weeping at his own inability to abide by his own set of rules. So that's so that's a pretty good analysis of me. I I used to um yeah I I used to be I think an Ian. TJ, and then I turned into an INTJ after I became a teacher, where I, I spend all my energy at school. So I know, so I get, I get off work. Now I'm, I'm like I'm a professional extrovert. So I'm now. Phil, yeah, but Phil, you have to understand that the the E and the I has to do with how you think and how you relate, because there are such thing as shy extroverts and uh, outgoing introverts, and that and, and you can it's easily to confuse that. Well, that's true, but I, th- I think for me, it's it's a matter of like because I heard someone say it one time like this is that the 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 e or the I in a lot of ways is kind of like what what at the end of the day what excites you the idea of going out with friends or going home and reading a book you know and there was a time in my life like before I got a job where like. Oh, go out with friends and and socialize and talk and really just dig into stuff. Like I had a friend for a while that were like it would really excite me and energize me to go to their house for like six hours and talk about the state of the world and theology and all this stuff. Right in, in a one-on-one situation. Well, that's true too. Does that that's true. see that that ma- that makes that really lends to you being an I because eyes um, often have a few very close friends. See, in high school though, I was the exact opposite. I had this this large circle I was part of and I loved going out with them and just making jokes mm-hmm. and having fun all night. So I think for, I think for me what what shifted it or be, what began the shift was getting a job where for eight hours a day I, I was the performer where I had to be in front of the classroom singing and dancing to keep kids especially when I worked in East St. Louis where if I didn't manage the class and keep things rolling someone's going to get stabbed. So you know and that's an over exaggeration but also not. So there's that. Um I think that's what's caused a shift to me on that one there. As far as the the judging versus prospecting, I think that's a big part of being married and having a kid now and you know, the, the, the grizzly bear is softening up. Yeah, I think the roles can sh- shift it. I also think that sometimes just we grow into who we are. And, and as much as I like these personality tests, I will say this. I think that whenever you look at your calling and everything that God puts in your life, I think that that's – always more important than any personality tests because oh, definitely because of what that means for what you. i have found to be very helpful with the per, with understanding all the different kind of personalities is it has helped me understand myself better but it has also helped me understand others even better and yeah. i think that that's really yeah. what the key is it isn't to necessarily decide anything as much as help you translate the world because you can get more to the heart of where people are at. I mean, just, just the fact that, you know, uh, like, like you said, Phil charismatic circles, that outward, that outward behavior, there's so much focus on like praise and worship being outward that it's really difficult for introverts. They feel very like they, they don't, operate like that and so here you are spiritually shaming people because they're not behaving in the way god made them you know what i mean geez phil why'd you do that yeah i don't know i was just (laughs) me causing causing you know know, seven decades of charismatic theology to go awry but you know 
I think too though, Eric, it's not just so you can better better understand the world. It's also good for self care yes, to know yes. like, oh, yeah. know, like okay, here's where I stand. So here's how I see the world. Here's where here's where my tendency might be to, to skew reality this way. And so I need to be wary of that and make sure that I'm grounded in yes. one, obviously God's truth and His presence, but also two, I'm grounded enough to say, you know what, I think that I'm le- leaning this way. But I don't know that that's actually you know, who. What's going on here? Or like this person just did this thing. Am I perceiving it this way? Because right. that's how I perceive things in, in general. Or was that how I actually was? Right. Like so. I so I'm an extrovert. My wife is an introvert. So then I know that even though that I, I need to give her space and let her be in her bubble and not break through that. I didn't used to know that before. I must have drove her nuts. Also, also I know that I'm a J, and so. Whenever I'm approached with the situation, while I'll initially analyze it from my personal perspective of being an ESTJ, I will try to be mindful of that and be considerate and consider, you know, other other ideas because I know that that's how I'm filtering the world. I'm not. We, we I often think that people they look at the world and they think that everyone else sees it exactly the way they do. <laughs> That's not how it works. So they originally designed this not as something that could be done for you, but how you can build a team. It's it's people have made it so that they apply it just to themselves and kind of leave it at that. And so Phil, I it has the ability to do that as far as self care, but the, I think that the main purpose of this tool is actually for community, whether it's within a work environment or a home environment or just leadership in general. So I think that you can develop self-care, but I also think that people use it as a cop-out as well. So well, there's, that, there's definitely that too. Like we, we had a, a staffing position. We had to fill at church and we were looking for the, I forget which, which personality system it was, but we were looking for an otter quote unquote. Yeah. Whatever. What's that called? Is that Meyer? It's not Myers Briggs. It's something no, else. Oh, it's uh. What's his name? Maxwell. Mm. Uh, what does matter? Yeah. We, well, we well, we found the otter, and he sucked. Okay. And why would they want an otter for that position? That makes no sense to me. Well, they're a big, we, they're a big it worker. Was, it well. Because you mean the, a beaver? You mean that would be a beaver? Not no, an otter. the otter is like energetic and enthusiastic and, and playful. Yes, I don't think you'd playful, want a, right. that person and, in the office. Well, the problem was we had we had every other personality type there. We had two of one type and one of another type, and so they felt like they felt like in all their testing, they felt like, well, I bet you an otter would be a better make make for a better a staff mix here. And yeah, but you know, okay, I, I get that, but let me just say that working at Open Church, that was initially the plan. Like we should get a, a wide variety of personalities, but as we've tried to get the work done, we've realized that this stage of the work we're trying to do and get accomplished. That's the last thing we want. We actually only want we actually we don't want an otter. Otters are the worst. Yeah, maybe one day we'll want an otter, but right now an otter would just be would just that would be very bad. You have cash to flow in, and you don't have to be accountable for that person. There may be a time for that, so it also depends on what what the heck you're trying to accomplish as well in building your team. Well, and that's the thing they, they felt like an otter would fit the, the position was a, a, needed a high energy person. They felt like an otter would be a good fit for that, but it turned out this person was such an otter they had they had no they had no work discipline at all 
and they and like I, and that's what I wanted to say. To, well, that's what I wanted to say to the guys on the staff. Says guys, you know the workload we take on around here. And you really thought an otter would get that work done? Right. That was pretty stupid. Right. And that's just it. Is that an otter? And I don't know where these animal terms from, but it's fine. There's a lot of teams that could really benefit from an otter, and otters are great. And otters should be should always be an otter and nothing else, and they shouldn't feel quote-unquote bad about it, okay? But and I'll, I'll pause real quick, Eric, too. I, 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 just made, I just made a realization, and I want to make sure I present the situation fairly. At the same time, this otter, I think if 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 early on they identified his otter issues and otter had, issues. And, and if our, if the work environment we were in was one that would have allowed for a little more coaching, a little more direction, he probably could have fixed those otter issues. And been fine, but it went on too long. Like you, like you, was it this? Was it this podcast or the last podcast? You gave the the Tom Payne quote about you know once once you've let something be established as not wrong, it's harder to even though even if you didn't say it's even if you didn't say it's right, once it's not wrong for long enough, it might as well become right. right. And that's I think what happened for him is that he was being he was just being himself. And he wasn't told, "Hey, just so you know, be yourself, but be yourself in this in this lane." If, if that had happened, better for him, it might have worked out. It might not have, but that that was that's I think something that people should realize is that even though you're looking for a good personality mix, yet a personality mix within guidelines right. that allow for coaching and correction on on any personality type. Because for for me, like I need a lot of coaching as a as a um um according to the enneagram as a as a reformer because I'll I will run around and tilt at windmills all day long, come home and then just be disconsolate as I am just absolutely convinced that I am a failure in all things. I am unworthy of God's love, which I am, but it'll go beyond that. And I'll sink into depression really quickly. So, so let's apply this for a quick second as well as give some insight into this podcast, my own situation, INFJ and the fact that I'm a scorpion. I don't know whatever else you want to pretend to give me. Scorpion. (laughs) Yeah. The, I did not realize that we were actually recording a podcast until just now. I don't because think any of us did because I stepped away from I stepped away from the mic to deal with my son. And well, this, this well, Phil and I just started talking, and 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 then this had to this actually has to do with the topic that you had proposed, which was applying it to to church tech teams because a lot of church tech teams tend to have maybe this, it's a generalization that they have a lot of introverts, the kind of the quiet. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. And so how do you lead that? I don't know. Maybe you just wait for an ESTJ like myself to come along because I that's my personality type. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Just you, sitting around just like, well, maybe one day someone likes to talk will come around and lead us. <laughs> oh, just I, I sheep waiting for a shepherd. Eric. It kind of could be that way. The, it could, that what that's what happened at my, my uh, church in the States. Like they had two guys up in the sound booth. One did production, one, one did projection, one did sound. And like everyone was scared to go up there or to talk to them. But then I came along and then I created a team and we had a lot of people going in and out. But it wasn't until somebody could kind of come in and and run things because that's mine's kind of an executive kind of personality. Um, They were kind of in a stalemate with their not really team, but their their solo sound room. But but let me challenge that because 
if you never came along, would they ever be able to fully engage in the gospel? Is it possible that they could actually grow into that position and challenge themselves? No, it was, it, unfortunately, it was kind of like r- the roots taking r- really, really deep. In fact, in hindsight, it was very liberating for them because they didn't feel like they could get out of it. They really felt stuck and, and, and trapped. And, um, sure. And, and I'm not saying it wasn't the best thing for your situation, but I wonder if. But let me pull it back slightly and just say that it's because it sounds like I had some kind of weird savior complex, which I don't. Sure. But I think what is really important is for church leadership to understand that this can happen and had had intervened and, and helped them and encouraged them along, understanding their personality, they could have been helped years and years before that. They could have been helped, but they also could have established a ministry that could have gone beyond the expectations of what a church tech ministry could have been. Because we talk about mm. how some of the best pastors are extroverts, and yet I will proudly pull my trumpet out and say that I did an amazing job in my ministry being such a terrible introvert and not wanting to get up in front of people, but still delivering a message. And then as I'm standing up and Jeremy, well, hold on, hold Jeremy, on. introverts, introverts do not pull trumpets out. Oh, I'm just we saying do. We do. <laughs> emergency alarms. Uh, yes, no, but never guys, trumpets. <laughs> guys, Jeremy, don't be so humble. It was a shofar. Okay. You are more spiritual than that. <laughs> you were shofar and up. Oh, that just happened. And you, sir, will get banned. <laughs> How dare think, you? What hypocrisy, sir? <laughs> I think that I think that when I stood up there as an introvert and owned what I could and fit the the necessary situation, I grew as a person leaps and bounds mm-hmm. and it was miserable and it was terrible and I'm so glad I did it and I'll probably never do it again but in my role right now and in future roles where I want to play a specific situation it's going to be the greatest thing for me and further I think that because I was standing up there and seeing those kids sitting in the back of the room not talking to people that allowed God to speak into me and to say, you know what, you're going to be a counselor, make a difference in these kids' lives right now. And I think that it's just a different kind of youth ministry that could happen where everybody else would say, you need to just be a great performer, however you want to classify it. And, and so I balk at the idea that you have to have these kind of situations. Does it make it more effective? Absolutely. But sometimes God uses the most unusual people in the greatest of scenarios and I think that a lot of times, if we were to have gone INFJ on someone, then 10% or 11% of the Bible would only exist and everything else would never have happened because God used amazing situations in those scenarios. Exactly. And like, okay, the flip side, my personality in ESTJ, my struggle and one of my goals this year is to offload and to share and to pass pass on uh, responsibility and controls in lots of different areas on church mag, which is which is difficult for me. It, it looks different, and at first glance, it's like doesn't seem like that big of a deal, but it, it's difficult for me because it's it's going in an opposite direction that I naturally want to go, and that's my growing process: letting stuff go and turning it over. He is a tyrant, people. Please acknowledge this and send us an email. It's true. He rules with an iron fist. I am rabbit from Winnie the Pooh. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> he will not give us any honey at all. <laughs> he doesn't play nice with others. Oh bother! Oh bother! Uh, it's going to go sit in my heart and not do anything more. 
<laughs> but I do think I, I do think that when people see these, they let it be uh, a barrier for them as far as being successful. They allow it to be a crutch that they just have to hold on to. Of sorry, I'm a I'm an introvert. I can't do this right now. I'm just not going to volunteer. And so whenever the church is needing desperate for people to engage with the gospel and, and, and let their community know who Jesus is, sorry, I'm, I'm an INFJ, I can't do it. And so just be leery of that. Now work with your strengths, but improve your weaknesses. Yeah, but introverts reach introverts really well. Sure. You know, and um, that, that, introverts that is, create some of the greatest leaders with who are extroverts. Yes, exactly. Um, and I really think, like we said, kind of at the beginning, it all comes down to understanding. There's a couple that I know. She's really extroverted. He's really introverted, and they just understand. He he constantly thinks, okay, um, I, you know, this weekend we're going to go out, and it's going to be tiring for that one day or that one evening, that's fine. And she knows we're not going to go out every night. We're going to go out that one time because I don't want him to get worn out. And so there's this, this, this beautiful compromise and they both, they both get to grow and be healthy and challenged and have things. It's, it's just, it's a beautiful mix. You can, they're having their cake and getting to eat it too, which is pretty awesome. I think if you look at scripture and, and if you were to try to give something to Abraham, would you say that he was an INFJ or, or an I or an E? And I think that if you really look at scriptures, you would say that the person that is supposed to raise up an entire nation was an introvert and raised up amazing extroverts to do some amazing things. But if we allow ourselves to get stuck in that moment, then we find ourselves just making excuses and never raising up an entire nation. That was a good bomb shakalaka. Does anybody have anything else to say? Hey, a quick iTunes review. S.B. Morrissey called us the pulse of church tech culture. Uh, They said, this is the quintessential podcast for learning about the culture and hot topics of church communications. This is not really a how-to or five tips for podcast. It is a campfire gathering of thought leaders of the church tech industry. There isn't always a guest or interview, but there is always relevant conversation about technology's role in the church. This makes it great for newbies and veterans alike. Keep up the good work. It's not great work. It's just good work. (laughs) It's just good work. Sorry. I like that we're a campfire. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, the campfire. Yeah, I was Jeremy. I, you just beat me to it. Which, okay, I, I think we need to do like an online survey or something because I feel like the audience needs to be called something and I'm kind of tired of just calling this the Church Mag Podcast. That's a great name. Not really. It's pretty boring. It seems like we should have like a name. Are you saying this so um, that you can create a new logo for the Church Mag Podcast? No. Again? I, no, I don't want to do that. I already have to make an edit because Phil. <laughs> but... No, just mostly so that we can have, we can refer to the audience holistically as something. Or when I'm writing the description, I can call us something. I don't know. I have thoughts, Eric. We'll talk. I'll talk off air. Wow, they're that bad, huh? No, no, no. It's involving what other people do. I don't want to talk about other people's podcasts on the air. He wants to call it bleep, right. bleep, bleep, bleep. Yeah, I sure do. I'll call it naturally. The, naturally, we'll call our audience the bleepers. <laughs> I think or, or our bleeping fans. Oh my gosh. I'm doing that. It's the all terrible. Thanks for hanging out with us today. If you have a question, comment, or suggestion, use the hashtag CMAGCast or visit churchmag forward slash riddle me this. Until next week. The Church Mag Podcast is proudly hosted on buzzsprout.com. <laughs> <laughs>